Okay, Bing. We are rec- we are live. It's happened. I'm good. Shane, how are you? A hundred percent. I basically still do the Petri dish. I host a science podcast uh, from New York City and it's called Science Versus. It was in Australia. I started making it for the ABC in Australia and I made it one season there and thought that was going to be it. I never thought that I would have a career in podcasting. Um, And then it did really well. And all of a sudden I got this email from a New York startup uh that i'd never heard of before that said basically you want to have a chat and i was like sure i'll have a, i'll have a chat with anyone and i didn't know what we were going to talk about and then got on the phone with them and explained how i make the show and what it is and all that and then basically within a couple of months i was flying to new york city and making the show for them Um, so the ABC wanted to start getting into podcasts and they knew that science podcasts did really well, like Dr. Carl, they knew, you know, Australians sort of tend to love listening to science radio. And so, and I, because you and I had been doing, you know, the Petri dish and then I moved to in Melbourne and then I moved to Sydney and I was doing science reporting. And so they asked me to like pitch a science show. And the week that they asked me to pitch that show Gwyneth Paltrow, who was just moving from actress to health guru, came up with this amazing suggestion that women steam clean their vaginas. And yes, um, and I was horrified by this. I couldn't believe it. It spawned like a million think pieces about how you know, what she was thinking. And I, and I thought this is absolutely ridiculous. Of course, women don't need to steam clean their vaginas. Vaginas are perfectly clean the way they are and um and I thought wouldn't it be fun to have a podcast that was basically like science versus Gwyneth Paltrow and it would be funny and and you know really interrogate things that people care about but not feel like homework and so that was my pitch I thought it was just anyone who (laughs) cared about science I didn't think that much about it. I wanted to pick topics that were broad so like the first episode my pilot was about the paleo diet um which isn't such a big deal anymore it's a bit like so five six years ago it was a really big deal and there was a lot of people saying you know you've got to eat like cave people ate um and so I really wanted to pick broad things you know that season I also looked at happiness like what's the science of happiness and what what makes us happy. Um, and so just things that kind of everyone, everyone wants to be happy. Everyone, you know, so things that everyone cares about. Yeah, that was so much fun. Well, now back at the ABC, it was me and then I had one editor. But now in New York, I I have a whole team, which is really, really nice. And we 
basically try and there's a couple of pieces to the pie of what get, gets in the show. So one is it has to be interesting um, and, and sort of should be a bit surprising. So we wouldn't do a topic that kind of everyone already knows the answer to, um, but the science, we have to like jump into it and, and see like, is, is this answer going to surprise people? And then it should be something that people really care about and say is a little bit buzzy. Um, that's been a little hard during the pandemic. There hasn't, hasn't been a lot of sort of buzzy fatty topics coming to the fore because like no one cares about some stupid diet in the middle of a pandemic. <laughs> I've been doing this show for five or six years and every single year there'll be a new diet. Some of which has science behind it, like fasting diet, ketogenic diet, there was the paleo diet. This is like always one, but through the pandemic, it's just like, well, don't worry about that. We've just got to survive this thing with our mental health intact and, and our physical health intact. So there haven't been so many fatty topics. So we've been branching out a little bit. And so like last season we did Jurassic Park. Like, could we recreate the dinosaurs? Which isn't really under our normal themes, but the producer Michelle Dang, who looked into this, just found the weirdest, funnest science behind like the scientists who were really trying to recreate the dinosaurs that we... We're in that pitch meeting and everyone was just thinking, this is so like bonkers. We really want to report on it. So we did that episode. Oh, no, no, we write, we write everything. There's a, I, I feel like we should ad lib a little bit more, but we do so much research for every single episode just a, a ridiculous amount that anytime we have tried to ad anytime we've tried to ad lib, particularly I have tried, and then someone will be like, well, actually, that's not the exact right word. You know, we've, I've got such an amazing team that fact check everything. So I might say, will, you know, if you take this, it will. And they should be like, mm, actually, that should be may or could. So then my ad lives out the window. You know, it's not like back in our days where we were doing the Petri dish. And we, I mean, we, we tried to be as factual as possible, but we didn't have an army of fact checkers behind us. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So we will do, so the process is, we do a bunch of research, which involves chatting to a lot of scientists, um, and that is both helping us to work out what's the most interesting things to tell our audience um, and also to tell them what's true or not. Um, so that, that's part of the research. And then we read a bunch of studies um, and then we pick like who's a really good talker as well out of that. So we might interview maybe 10 scientists and only three or four end up on the show so we're also looking at like who's passionate about it and who wants to tell their story and then once we pick the researchers that we want to be on the show we'll, we'll probably interview them a second time um, with a little more focused questions um, then we edit up that all that tape and then start writing our script around like first we'll hear from this scientist who will answer this particular question so say um, if we're doing what's a topic that might be of interest. <laughs> I'm trying to give a good example. 
um, exercise, I guess. We d- I did an episode about like what good is exercise? And so our first question was like, does it help you lose weight? And the answer is no, not really. It's very bad at helping you lose weight, despite uh, so many ads being like, life be in it and this will make like, but the, the, the funny thing about exercise and why it was a good episode is that it exercise is so good for all this other stuff in our lives. Like, just making our bodies healthier and like a bit of research that can also help our minds. Um, so it's so good for everything else. And yet we're all so obsessed with whether it will help us lose weight or not. And so, but anyway, so for that episode, we had to speak to someone about do, who did weight loss research and who, you know, examined whether getting a bunch of people in a room and getting them to do a bunch of exercise for a particular amount of time, did it help them lose weight or not? And then we wanted to interview someone who studies cancer and does exercise help you reduce uh, your cancer risk which it can um and so then we put that all together write a script I do an edit patting myself on the back ready to go and then I present it to my editor and the rest of my team and then they tear it to shreds this was confusing this was boring what's going on here drags here this isn't as funny as you think it is and then there it goes and I'm like all right all right I grab a coffee and then start again and then I do and then we usually do two or three more edits then then we record it so it's a big a big engine We, so we looked into the, we looked into, wait, what was it? Cause it, it got, it gets shorter and shorter. So it was like the six minute, um, we did a little episode about, um, oh, back then it was like, all you need to do is maybe it was six minutes. And then already by the time we were doing that study, there was some research about all you need to do is one minute. And then we knew it was going to be like dropping down and down and down. There is really good research into like basically doing intense work. I like to just go for a run and go slowly. And like, you know, I'm sure some people would look at it and not even think it's a run, but complete contrast to these people who are like you gotta work the hardest you ever could I think but but the research that I trust is basically just like any amount of exercise at any intensity is better than no exercise and I'm like that's that's the path that I'm going down you want to go up and down some steps just do it Well, so it all depends on what kind of show you want to make. And I think it's important to know in advance. Um, So do you want a show that's like This American Life where you get tape and Science Versus does this. So you get tape in in advance from either a panel or often they wouldn't use a panel, but like 
um, you, you know, interview a guest or you go out somewhere to a park and you interview people at a dog park and get sounds of their dogs and then come back and you edit the tape and then add narration. Like, I went to a dog park. You know, that might be the sort of, you know. And I met Jenny and Jenny's like, oh, this is my dog. You know, and that's the kind of podcast you want to make, um, you know, and then then there's also just like interview shows that are completely unedited where people just chat, um, like chat off the cuff. There's so many super popular shows where they're just basically unedited conversations um, in Australia. Is I think they do a little bit of editing. Um, and then if you're doing like a, and then there's like the panel discussion where a bunch of ABC shows are like that. And so, and then you don't, and then it would be weird if you were sort of in a panel and then all of a sudden like a voice from God came up and went, you know, well, you know, if, if Shane's on the panel and then it's like, Shane said this, and you know, well, Shane's in the panel, like just keep, just have the conversation go. So I think as long as the audience knows what to expect and if it's going to go off the rails for a little bit, that's fine. And then you're going to bring it in and, and you sort of know it's not going to be hundred percent rigorous. But I think if you want it to be factual and the panel is about like sciencey things, then pro and you're making just a panel show, then probably you would want a producer in that moment to be like, Oh, maybe just do that take again. So then you can just like snip it out and stay in the panel the whole time. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think um, I think it's really important that for the the kids making it, they've got to be themselves on a show. So um, when I was starting out, I was told that my voice was too low, which we now completely understand is a, a sexist thing to say and just like an understanding of what women are, blah, 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 blah. But I wasn't wise like that back in the day. But I did try in one of my... Um, um, this wasn't for science versus, but I tried in something that I was producing to have a higher voice and to talk higher. And I was, it was so, it was so awful, Shane, you can already hear. So I was trying to speak properly and it was so awful. But I think you, in, that was a, like such a clear example of me trying to be someone that I'm not. But I do think when you're starting out in podcasting, whether it's just something fun for school or you really want to take it seriously, Finding your voice is so important because like more than television or newscasting, all someone can hear is what you're saying. And so if you're trying to put on airs, you're trying to sound smart, you're trying to sound, you know, a certain way, you can just hear it and it sounds awkward. Um, And you might not be able to put your finger on it when you're listening to a podcast where someone's trying to be someone that but you just it, you just don't want to hear it and so I would encourage all the kids just be yourself on the mic just be yourself if you're silly if you're whatever if you use a funny word and you wish you'd used a longer word don't worry about it just be yourself um and then in terms of being engaging be the best version of yourself is some of the best advice I've ever been given so when you're on the mic like whatever you are if you're the 
class clown or you're you want to be a certain just just try and bring the best of yourself so if you're bored of what you're saying then the audience will be bored too you know just try and that's I think the best you can do Yeah, I did. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, so I studied law and biomedical science. Um, and I actually, I did really like law and I did, um, but I liked studying it, even though the idea of being a lawyer when I was at school was like the wankiest thing you could ever do. Um, and, but then I did some internships in fancy law school, like fancy, um, like whatever, the, the top like corporate law places. It's embarrassing now but I did that and I wore a, I wore a suit and everything and um and I just felt I just could not imagine being there it just was not for me there were some people who really loved it but I just was like oh my god my whole life in this world I don't think so um and so I started doing science journalism and and loved it and I started in writing in a, at a magazine well other than you and me um doing co community radio that was my first like jaunt but then my first real job was in a magazine new scientist and then I went to the ABC and then I started podcasting and I have found that it is a real exciting career choice if you're interested in journalism like um there's just so many more opportunities like particularly in America but you know I started in Australia and then moved to America um but even in Australia like there's you know you can do really cool things you can be creative um, it's not just like everything I hear from my friends who are still in print. Um, and like, even when I say print, I do mean online. If it's just like written, um, I just, they're paid ridiculously low. It's like begging for scraps and all my friends in podcasting, we're, we're doing all right. Um, so I would say, you know, it's a real, it is a real career choice and it's really growing and I never thought it would grow. Um, but it's really exciting. So if, um. Yeah, if any of your students are interested and want to know more, they should they should get in touch with me because I, I still have contacts in Australia as well. Here it is. <laughs> what do you mean? Hearing your voice now, it's so funny because it has been like, it's been years, it's been some years and I'm just like, that voice, Shane, hello.
That's right. Yeah. It's, um, yeah. Thanks. Thanks so much. All right. You, um, all right. I'm going to jump into this other interview. I will upload this. Um, I'll, just, I'll send it to you. We transfer. I'm going to stop. 